0: New England, 1883 Maud picked at her dinner, wishing her parents hadn't invited Horace Templeton for Sunday dinner yet again. He seemed to think he was coming to dinner, because he was courting her, but she had no interest in being courted by a man twenty years her senior who looked at her as if she were going to be on his plate for breakfast. He kept casting her sly glances, as if to say he knew something she didn't. Maud didn't consider herself a raving beauty by any means— she was short, with raven-colored hair and large gray eyes. She'd turned nineteen just six short weeks before, and her parents were starting to worry their only child would never marry. Of course, her father found a way to find fault with every young man who had ever expressed an interest in her, so she wasn't sure why they were concerned. If he would just ease up, maybe things would be different. Since Maud was a child, her mother, Lillian Abernathy had volunteered at a local orphanage three afternoons a week. As soon as she finished her schooling, Maude had joined her mother and worked there six days per week. She enjoyed working with the children and helping out there. She didn't feel the need to marry right away, as her few friends had. She was willing to take her time to find someone who was right for her, even if it meant being an old maid at twenty. After dinner, she immediately stood to help her mother clear away the dishes from the table. Their only servant didn't work in the evenings, and she and her mother stacked the dishes in the sink for the maid to wash in the mornings. Lily shook her head at Maud. Why don't you take our guest into the parlor and keep him company while I finish up with the dishes? Her eyes pleaded with Maud to not make a scene and spend time with the man. Maud looked toward her father, waiting for him to get up and head to the parlor first. He remained seated. I think I'm going to have a second piece of pie and a cup of coffee. You go on. He waved his hand toward the door, indicating they should go without him. Her parents had never left her alone with any man in her entire life, so she knew something was wrong. Why would they want her to be alone with him when they wouldn't allow her to be alone with any other man? Maud led the way to the parlor, hating how closely Mr. Templeton followed her. She'd known him all her life, and he'd made her uncomfortable for years. She carefully took a seat in one of the chairs, and left the sette for him, so he couldn't sit too closely, as he was wont to do. Once they were seated, she gave him her full attention. She struggled for a topic she could use to begin a conversation with him. "'How is business at the bank, Mr. Templeton?' He ignored her question, and instead got to the topic that was on his mind. "'Please, call me Horace.' He waited for a moment, and then leaned forward to take her hand in his. "'I spoke with your father this morning.' and he agreed that I may ask you to marry me. His eyes were intense, and she felt a shudder run down her spine. She couldn't marry him. He made her too jittery. She sat looking down at her hands, unsure how to respond. He hadn't really asked her anything, so she chose not to respond at all, but kept looking down, not meeting his eyes. Hopefully he would take the hint and drop the subject. Well? He didn't even try to keep the annoyance out of his voice. Well, what? Are you going to answer my question? I'm sorry, sir, I wasn't aware you'd asked one. It sounded more like a statement to me. She knew she was annoying him, but she didn't want to marry him, yet didn't want to come right out and say so. He sighed. I forget how young you are. He shook his head at her, as if it was a crime to be young. Will you marry me? Although worded as a question, it came out as more of a demand than anything else. She closed her eyes and took a deep breath. No, thank you. The words were whispered, but audible nonetheless. Your father has already agreed on your behalf. His voice was mild as he informed her of her future. She had no choice in the matter, as far as he was concerned. Her only hope was that her parents would see how she felt about it. She looked up at him to see his eyes glinting with anger. What was it about this man that frightened her so much? She'd never been particularly shy or afraid of men. It was just him. He made her skin feel like there were a million spiders crawling across it. So why did you ask me if you already had your answer? She kept the anger and fear from her voice and asked the question as if she were merely curious. He shrugged. I just wanted to make you feel like you had a choice. Of course you don't. But everyone should feel like she has a choice in life.